0: Hello everyone. For today's Chutney episode, we have with us A. Bhaskar Rao, an audiovisual composer and educator. Let's begin the interview.
1: So, after a bit of research, we got to know that initially you were a policymaker and after that you dive deep into sound design. We are very much keen to know that how this transition happened because this transition must have made a huge changes, or I can say huge changes in your personality or in your daily routine. So from a policy maker to a sound designer, how this happened?
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh, like I did my policy planning and policy making as a undergrad, and uh, from National Institute of Technology, Bhopal. So while we were there, it was a very interesting course. I landed up there accidentally, just like any other uh, normal human being of my age uh, who cleared AI to play with a good rank. So then you definitely land up in a college like that so but then it was a very uh, interesting course like there also we used to the our semester and project was called as a design project only and uh, each semester the scale used to grow up and by the time we were in our final year we were already dealing with uh, huge uh, spaces both in terms of i mean demographically as well as I mean literally so while this period was happening like i was interested in personal planning further
0: uh,
2: but then while this was happening i traveled this country a lot india and uh, i wrote research papers and uh, like everything which was happening around was too overwhelming to i mean kind of absorb and process and uh, uh, you know make something out of it and there itself Somewhere, somewhere down the line, I decided that you know maybe uh, exploring a form of storytelling is what I want to do next. I still, I still didn't know that okay, uh, f- uh, I'll I'll become a filmmaker or something like that. I just wanted to academically pursue uh, something, something related to storytelling. And that's when NID happened. So while I was doing policy making, I also realized that you know this uh, this entire bit of communication is the it's a very interesting space in itself and then uh, audio-visual media. I, I was still not aware of sound as much as uh, while it happened in NID. But audio-visual media and films and you know documentaries especially was really interesting. And so that is how NID happened and NID also I was studying film. And while studying I realized that you know, the auditory aspect of cinema is important. Um, engages me more, you know, I'm more interested into it. And uh, I had been a musician, like, all my life. But till school, at least, I was uh, doing a lot of music. My family is a musician. So I think, yeah, I mean, definitely it was somewhere I was influenced by that also. So then when uh, film happened and the sound aspect of film happened, that's when I started exploring sound a little more seriously while I was in an 80s so yeah and then i still not uh, i still not identify myself as a sound designer I, I i don't know like i just i just like that medium so i'm pursuing it and and uh, i like you know the audio, the audio a lot so that is what made me like it and it and it, you know the the fact that it is associated to one of our senses makes makes it very fundamental, makes it very basic. So that is something which is which has still made me engage into. I mean I'm still engaged in that and I'm and I'm keep still finding things. so as long, as long as this excitement and curiosity is maintained, uh, this is what pretty much you know roughly the journey has been so but yeah policy making here yeah, there are a lot of differences but then there are a lot of similarities The similarity being storytelling only because policy making also i mean you no know, it deals with it deals with similar things only people and places and races but yeah in a different kind of uh, different different form so yeah so they have jumped, yeah, there have been jump but yeah there are similarities as well.
1: As you said that uh, from your family, or I can say you you were interested in music things. So, like what kind of a, uh, like Indian instruments or like Indian storytelling also. So, how you get inspired or how you thought to get into it? Like mostly traditional or yeah some other um, source or I can say other um, inspiration kind of thing.
2: My father is a classical musician, Indian classical musician. So, primary exposure definitely is Indian classical music. But then, um, I mean, as I grew up, then different forms of music actually became, I mean, again, it's a matter of exploration. So, and till I was in school, it was mostly Bollywood music. And it was much later in my life, I got into listening, mainly listening into other forms of music. But uh, while I, when I started composing, when I started making things, I got interested into noise as an element, and uh, I mean to to basically break down composition and see where it goes, and uh, uh, from 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 what is conventional, and uh, so yeah. But then the influences are wide, like it. it uh, I, I, to every, I like, I don't have a filter there, uh, whether it is classical music, whether it is you know, um, whether it is just soundscapes or whether it's just uh, uh like music composition to me also is a you know subset of sound and and uh, because it's basically it's fundamentally it's sound only, so all the all the principles that we find in while we are listening, while you know, the things that we find in sound are uh, when you when you uh, kind of arrange them according to a music theory. That basic th- that basically becomes music. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So the influences. I think they they. I, I I mean I don't have a I don't have a domain, but it's 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 a it's a very large range actually. Mm. So.
1: I really want to know like what kind of uh, you uh, like instruments you played.
2: See, I didn't learn any instrument properly I used to sing Vocals was my thing And uh, tabla I learned a bit But later on when I started composing I I mean, I realized that uh, I still cannot play any instrument Like properly, like, you know uh, Like very well But then I can Now I can play any instrument Which is not a wind instrument Because wind instrument I haven't explored yet but other than that, I can play and I can compose in any any instrument that I find. I basically see you know, how, what, what sound it makes and what can I do with that sound. So that's more of composition than being a mu- composer, than being a musician. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried playing a lot of instruments. Like, whatever I find, I play it, I record it, do something out of it. So, yeah, but, yeah. I I own synthesizers and uh, guitars mainly so those are the basic instruments I own because that that's where I you know kind of they're they're kind of my sketchbooks whatever when, when I have an idea I just try to record it and keep it and maybe do it something do something with it later on so yeah
0: all of this journey which you uh, narrated right that uh, uh, synthesizers and guitars are your sketchbooks like that's a different medium of expression or uh, even if while listening to your journey right that you used to like music was in your life since childhood and then it evolved as you went through India you traveled through India you saw so many experiences then landed in NIT which you say is by luck but like it's NIT <laughs> then then NIT came so in all this creative journey uh, would you like to highlight any anecdotes or any people you spoke to or any you know colleagues which acted as a catalyst for you to you know find the right thing for you which is sound uh, how how did you come to this end of it hmm.
2: uh, see the uh, that's what i said no, I, I still don't know if i found something Okay. But uh, yeah, if I talk about sound and music, there was definitely, there was definitely a point in while I was in NID only when we had a sound course and uh, Ashish Pandya took our sound course. He's a, he's a very renowned uh, sound, sound recordist and sound designer, especially for documentary films in India. I mean, most of the great work after he started practicing in the field of doc- documentaries there's a lot of great work which has gone through him so but uh, the workshop wasn't uh, the workshop was actually a very good work we didn't have much time it was just for one week workshop but then uh, that is that is where i realized because his experience was and the way he talked about cinema and, and life in general and not even sound like you know how to use a medium for what you are doing that was that was a great outcome of that course itself and uh, and uh, and also i realized that you know uh, a film is not a visual or, or only a visual medium or you know it's not only the camera or there's so many things in film itself that you know that we were still about to explore because we are only only in our first year we are yet to make our own films and all these things but uh, that's where i realized that you know the uh, there's something which I'm already carrying with me and uh, I should also make it a point that, you know, since I'm in an academic setup and I have time and freedom to do things, so let's try. And that is that is when, uh, I mean, after that course, people usually buy cameras and, you know, other stuff. I bought a recorder. So that was the... Thing. and I was and since I bought bought a recorder, then you know I I just started exploring and I used to work on my seniors' project or juniors' project or my batchmates, and then I figured out there was an animation department in NID, so they make much smaller films in terms of duration duration. So I mean I can manage doing sound design for them and practice. So one by one and and then I got introduced to the entire. Uh, Uh, composition field and uh, experimenting with it and it and and then sound art happened like i got exposed to this medium of sound art then soundscape ecology and then computational music so i just it just kept happening because uh step by step and it's still happening so i then i last year i did some projects which are really influential i mean really uh important in my career i did a project and then so yeah i mean it's it's so you know that is one direction which is going and then uh one direction is that you know completely pursuing sound for cinema or films especially documentaries but then i started in that particular course and that particular um first year of nit that you know uh, maybe this can be the way uh, i can take i can also explore that this is one this is one possible direction i can go into so that is how it happened that's how it started and ashish yeah of, of course ashish panda is a is the influence is was the influence at that time? and later on we worked on projects also together and uh, yeah,
0: apart from your career in sound and uh, you know your uh, Prospectus on sound and sound designing. Uh, we were just scrolling through your Insta, and that's when we like found that you have a variety of options to offer. Like you have photography, you have uh, uh, things related to sound, and uh, something that I found personally very interesting uh, is the is the shayari part of it. Like uh, I, I read some of your shayaris, and uh, Hindi being uh, a native language to me, so it it does strike. <laughs> a bit more than people who are not that familiar with Hindi. So, uh, what is this aspect? How would you like to explain this aspect of your life, you know, the shayari sort of thing, which
2: you have? Yeah. I mean, writing is something uh, I, like I have been doing it I, I don't know like uh, so it's it's again uh, it's again a matter of uh, it's again a mode of expression for me and uh, i i never write uh, intentionally i i don't read at all uh, i mean uh, the only reading which happens I, I mean it's, it's it's either very it's either very short format reading that i do or it is mostly non fiction and work related i'd never you know i have never sat down to just read and writing is something uh, I've been interested in the language, in the language. I'm generally interested in languages, and also in a broader sense. Like all my work also has been like this only. Uh, when I talk about, uh, let's say, installations, or when when I talk about, so when when I talk about installations, what I'm trying to do is uh, connect the film language to the language of space. So I, language is something which I'm really interested into, and uh, I, uh, because a language is something it's a basic building block. So you can create anything out of it. You can create meaning, you can create experiences. So poetry is also a form of composition for me. Like this is something which now I can frame uh, even after all these years um, because I have a certain understanding of composition itself. But writing has been something which I have been doing. Uh, It's more like a response. Uh, I mean, I, I don't sit down that, okay, I have to write. But it's like, it's, it's again a form of a sketchbook for me like sometimes i'm just overwhelmed there's a thought in my head and it just comes out um and uh, it'll it, it'll either either come out as an image uh in my head which again gets translated into text so that short format writing or the shairi or you know the small poems is uh, is an extension of that only because it's very con it's it's a very convenient it's it's uh, because i don't need a lot of things to to write. I mostly am I'm writing on my smartphone itself. I I have a WhatsApp account which is which is my another number. So I just write it on that, and I just leave it there, and maybe sometime later I'll read it and edit it and polish it. And uh, I also share very rarely these days. Yeah, I've been doing I've been sharing poetry enough on social media. But poetry also is something which I share rarely. I, it's a close group of people. But yeah, writing again as a mode of expression, as a mode of uh, you know um, just doc, just just you know sketching out ideas and and that is how I got into sound poetry as as well, sound poetry and music poetry. So again, you know, where I while I write and now when I write, it has been uh, a, a certain time has passed. So. I realized you know, it. No, I'm i just trying to explore musicality a little differently when I write. So, these are the two things which I have realized over time. So, again, it's an extension of because poetry is also an audio auditory medium. You write to say, it's a way of saying, and uh, words have sound like what words are basically sounds. So, again, you know, it's coming back. It's, it's again, it's a back, back and forth movement which is happening. So, yeah, it it, it it is like that.
1: So, we have been wondering that uh, how well does the knowledge of films like uh, help or I can say complement your sound production a sound composition?
2: Uh, it doesn't. Like when I talk about the non-film work that I do, it has to i mean it's for me it's actually the reverse what i am trying to do is uh, uh take the you know take take sound into and explore sound and then film becomes just one part of it and uh, but that's how it has always been a lot of things that we talk about in film since it's it's an audiovisual medium so there are a lot of things about audio and about visuals and about audiovisuals which come together and, and we use those principles uh, to make a film like say for example all these terms no rhythm and progression uh so in the film yes we explore them differently but the understanding of the those things come from music uh, i mean that is that is the that is a that is a process which uh, so many filmmakers who have made films i mean they have so much to talk about music as an influence while you know, creating a creating that uh, that rhythm, the desire in a film, how it is influenced from a particular form of music. So yes, and of course, like you know, uh, when you've studied a film, uh, studied a medium like film, it's not only. I mean, it affects a lot of things. It affects your life also in general. It literally messes you up. <laughs> so I mean, you get because it is a medium like that. So so yes i mean the understanding part is definitely you know you understand so many things first thing you understand is that a film is made up of made up of a lot of things uh, from you know from like philosophy to 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 technical things to production to lighting to to costume colors i mean so many things which are fundamental so many things which are complex so many things which are layered and then you have to you know simplify this entire like everything which is scattered around in front of you and then you have to simplify it and make something which is worth experiencing so that's that's again a process but it's it's uh, yeah so when you learn all these things and for me it was a process I realized that okay this is also a form of composition so that is how, how I used to pursue my filmmaking also while I was in NIT when I was making films after that also when I worked on projects again I've been lucky enough to collaborate with people who let me get involved from the right, right away from the thinking stage. So, so, you know, the filmmaker inside me also gets a chance and the sound designer inside me also gets a chance to, you know, conceptualize the entire project. And yeah, it helps because by the time we are finishing the entire project, everything is sorted and everything is very well integrated. Sound uh, doesn't remains just an act of uh, post-production where you are just you know trying to correct everything and hide things and make mist- like hide mistakes and all those things so it's 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 it becomes a very well integrated process because i know you know i i whenever we are discussing a project even if it is a corporate documentary but even if it is a commercial project which is which is meant for uh, you know the purpose might be more of uh, you know my purpose might be different from just being something uh, experiential or you know something which uh, uh, approaching it for good storytelling the purpose might be different but then it's a project and uh, so when i look at look at it from a composer's composer's point of view and i see it as a composition then i always have uh, inputs to give at each stage and uh, yeah so it helps it helps in that sense
0: you mentioned that you had a sound design course, which you know got you into sound designing. But if we if we look at it in a broader sense, this is more of a like FVC. That's the course which you were enrolled in at NID. So uh, if we think of it, your uh, you are a self-taught man that, you know, after that one course you explored on yourself and then uh, try to work on the sound department more in the film aspect. But when it comes to teaching that we all know that you have been a faculty for uh, sound uh, designing courses uh, through a lot of colleges in India. So uh, this being a different medium, like this being a different sense overall, which Uh, needs to be heard rather than felt or, or, I'm sorry, like rather than seen, then how, how different is it for you to teach uh, sound designing as a whole to students?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, uh, when I started teaching, I, I mean, and this is something which, which is, uh, which is very evident, like even when I was doing FPC, so FPC at NID is also a relatively old department but then uh, i mean it, it has still it, it is yet to strike uh, in terms of uh, curriculum and learning and everything that you know it's uh, it's not uh, just a visual medium because that's what uh, the usual feedback we get at an id from outside or even in inside an id that the sound is very bad and uh, but that's that's something which uh, like which i i personally didn't feel and the people with whom with, with whom i was studying at that point we were again i, I think i was fortunate enough to uh, not uh, like we, we we made efforts and we somehow sorted our education part at least definitely like when after that when i started teaching uh, what i realized was the initial courses that i got to teach were for communication design students and uh, sound design for film still has a curriculum i mean it has been there uh, in various colleges but sound design for communication design is something uh, like i personally felt that you know it has to be different because communication design students are not essentially filmmakers and sound as a medium itself you know since it's so fundamental it is uh, uh, i mean it is a component of communication itself So that was a task and uh, I what I did was the first course that I took was uh, like the first individual course that I took for uh, was uh, an open elective actually Uh, and uh, there I tried that okay let's explore this opportunity to introduce the communication design students and industry design since it it was an open elective so the bunch was mixed up and uh, so I thought maybe let's explore them to the medium of sound itself and then let's see what they want to do with the sound, the medium of sound. So that was, uh, but then, yeah, again, I had to design the curriculum. And one thing is that I've always been interested in academics. So each workshop for me was always, you know, it's it was a project only. And uh, very, very, well, I mean, in the in the initial years of my teaching only, I, I figured out that, okay, yeah, this is also an opportunity to create curriculums. So after that, it happened that you know I I did uh, I made a curriculum uh, for communication design sound sound for communication some sound for communication design, and uh, I realized that okay yeah this needs to be you know refined and polished. So then I took it forward, and uh, I got it published as a curriculum. So which I know is probably the first i don't know like if, if there are any, any any other existing so i got it published under auditory storytelling for and communication design and uh, yeah so but then what happened was that i got interested into i mean teaching itself uh, became a parallel for me and then things started happening like what something which i wanted so then sound became a medium through which I was exploring different disciplines altogether, mm. like you know, sound mm. and space happened, where we did, where we, uh, where I took workshops for exhibition design students. And people, students who are dealing with space, and then figure out that okay, what what is sound in space? Then then I went to places like Triple IT, who are basically computer design, computer science and design students. So then then discussing them, discussing with them, the you know aspects of sound design and narrative and the digital space and all those things. Then textile students, then industrial design students, and then of course, like since I was a since I was a film graduate, and I always, uh, uh, you know, like all my workshops when I te- when I start teaching sound, the first couple of days has has to be a sort of an icebreaker to make people understand that okay, sound is a medium in itself, and then all the audio and audiovisual media is using sound, and uh, so so the first thing is that you need to understand that okay, what is sound. So, and uh, when you talk about sound design as a, a component of curriculum, people are expecting that, you know, it has to go towards film. You know, ultimately, it has to go towards film. But then for that, you need to understand film also. And uh, and unless you are a film student or you have been a film student, it's difficult. So, so, all these components came into the curriculum. And then, so that's how it starts. The curriculum that I have designed. And the people who, who have taught, they know that, you know, the first discussion is not sound. It's, it's a lot of different things which come together and make sound. And then we break it down to, okay, now this goes into this. So sound goes like this into cinema. Sound goes like this into music. And sound goes like this into installation sound goes like this into performance but then all these things you so it's a back and forth process so it's an interesting uh, i mean for me it's still a very uh, uh, you know it's still going on and then i took film workshops also where where we made films and then script writing uh, happened because again that's also something i'm interested in and in in both in like writing as well as teaching students so, yeah, and it's still continuing. The last workshop I took, last, which happened last week itself, there we again we tried something entirely new. It was a stop-motion workshop, but then we didn't want to ma- end up making a video, and that is it. So we what we did was we took down the entire cinema and like the film language itself, and uh, we broke that two-dimensional, um, you know, the way it is edited in, t- in two-dimension and uh, projected or displayed. We broke it down into space, and uh, we created an installation experience uh, f- for the entire community to experience and observe. So that was, again, I mean, it keeps happening. So this is something which is entirely new, which I've done last week. So now I have, I'll have to document it and keep it, let's say, prepared for the next workshop. So, yeah, it. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the question, coming back to the question, yeah, it has been very difficult to to teach sound as such, but also again, has, the challenge has turned out to be very interesting for me because it's a very engaging thing to you know completely blow up the entire thing and then let the students explore something out of it and then we come you know compile it back and create something which is uh, which is which is interesting and exciting. So yeah, uh,
0: in your workshops you have. Uh like more more than theory you have emphasis on listening so how did that approach come in while going through the journey
2: yeah so I like academics I like theory but then I also believe that you know it's not a it's not a separate entity I mean, theory and practical is not separate, especially when you talk about the mediums that uh, I am, I am, you know, I am into, uh, like you know, sound or music or film. I like get it, it has to run parallel, and uh, I mean that's why I say that. That's why I emphasis on emphasize on listening, even seeing, and uh, because there are enough examples already, like. Uh, if you talk about sound or if you let's say let's say for example if i talk about music one way definitely is to go into the theory and start understanding it and everything but then uh, most of the time we'll not need it and also that is something which you again you have to mug up like it becomes school education so you have to mug up and you know every time you're trying to appreciate it you have to kind of break it down and all this and the other part is very simple you just listen to different things and then you know part make it a part of your living memory and and then then you know uh if you listen to something and then you have, if, if, if the first thing is that you're experiencing it you don't instantly start breaking down breaking it down i mean that is something if it is happening then you know you know you need to keep it in check but then yeah if you just if, if it is if it is a, if it is an experience which is worth or if you like it then what is the first thing like you know how how you have to approach it so when it when it comes down to music or sound i mean you have to listen to it and you have to learn to listen so once you learn to listen that it still becomes a kind of a point of view or perspective or uh, you know a, a tool to observe the world around you as well as you know the things that you are learning for the in, in, maybe inside colleges or something which has to be later on applied. So let's say, again, you know, listening is a tool which you can use. Uh, so introducing listening or, you know, emphasizing on listening on my workshop is not, not just for the course, but also to, you know, just start paying attention to it as a tool itself, as a part of your life itself. So so that you can do, um, you know, much bigger things later on. Just with the help of listening, so that's just an introduction to a practice and nothing else, which already exists. So I'm not; it's not even something which I have devised. It's just you know, just paying attention to something which already exists. So, yeah.
1: So, um, as you said, the sound its itself is a fundamental. So, how hard it is to teach online? Because. Everyone knows, like almost everyone uh, likes to be at offline classes rather than online medium. So you yourself loves, I think, teaching offline your students. So how hard and how challenging it is to teach sound uh, in online medium?
2: Yeah, it is hard. But then the thing is that it is hard because... What the, and this is from my personal experience. Uh, I think it is hard because we, if we just want to translate the offline experience on online just for the sake of it, then I think it is a problem. I personally didn't find a lot of issues while taking online classes, except from the fact that, I mean, internet was an issue because not everyone was on the same page in that sense. And also not everyone was on the same page, including students and myself. Uh, in perceiving the online classes uh, in a similar way. So that was a challenge which was, you know, more tricky than, you know, actually the curriculum or the teaching part or the content part. But then, um, as soon as the lockdown started last year, the first group, the first course I took was in NIT AP only, which was basically a sound and music appreciation for foundation. It went good. And uh, because again, you know, the the first thing in my mind was that, okay, I'm taking an online workshop. So the first thing I have to do is I have to understand that it's a digital space and, and it has its own nature and character. So how do I explore that? So a lot of things I tried on my own and I'm still trying because the classes are still online. Although I have limited myself to offline classes for other reasons, because the workshops, uh, uh, the offline workshops are more extensive and that is why, We plan it in a time that, you know, if we can do it uh, in a a physical space. But yeah, I mean, things like, uh, uh, things like, you know, uh, when when I was teaching online, so how do we do, uh, let's say, for example, the duration of classes and uh, how much attention span is, would be the ideal attention span and uh, how to uh, uh, transmit the data in terms of, you know, the, the, the material that you have to share, because online screening is very bad, both for visual and even bad for audio. So then how to share content. So it was all Jugaad, you know, it was all Jugaad. So to make drive folders and already share it with the students, uh, the screening part, they can manage on their own. They can, you know, sit back, relax and go through all the material and the classes can only be about discussions. So. I, a lot of simple tips and tricks which I did, and then in that itself, I did a lot of interesting workshops. There was a screenwriting workshop which I took. So then the online medium kind of became an advantage. And the way the way I structured it, you and writing is something you don't learn unless you write. So it was more like a virtual writing class, writing room for all of all of us where we were sitting, and writing, and discussing whenever it is important. So yeah, I mean respecting that online form was the first uh, step I think for me. And it is the step. I mean, you can't expect uh, the online uh, classrooms to be a virtual form of the real classroom that kind of makes it a little boring. And uh, after that also a lot of interesting things happened. I took a workshop with textile students at an IDAP which, which turned out to be very good. It was, it was space, time and composition. And they did a lot of things. They made, they made installations, uh, they made uh, they did algorithmic music also they coded and composed music and uh, a lot of uh, things did happen but then i realized that you know it happened because i mean because i'm also a person who doesn't like likes the online medium much so i basically made the curriculum for myself like if i have to be there and learn through online medium then what can be a good way so yeah It is difficult, but I think I personally think it's manageable.
0: Films are associated with their songs and background music as a whole, right? So and in in songs, a huge part of it is the lyrics, which also adds to the uh, remembrance value and the age of the song. Now, if you remove the whole lyrics and the voice part of it, still you manage to hit the right note and the right emotion with the sound and the combination that, you know, for example, like uh, we found the Dhumas soundtrack on YouTube and uh, I, I I listened to it, Lavanya listened to it and I made uh, one of my friends also listen to it and all of us had different interpretations of it. Like uh, I, I found it more of a realizations sort of thing. A friend of mine related it more to a, a scene in from a movie that he had seen. So. Uh, would you like to uh, elaborate on the you know process of Dumas or how did you uh, come around by making that soundtrack?
2: Yeah, I mean, by the time Dumas happened, I was already, I mean, I was already in a phase where I had uh, removed like words or lyrics from my practice, especially talking about composition, music composition. Uh, Because as I said, you know, music essentially is sound. Lyrics are great, but then essentially like in in, in its purest form, I mean, we had instrumental music uh, since a very long time now. So, I mean, that's also my opinion. I'm not saying that I don't like songs with lyrics, but it's uh, uh, when something happens entirely in terms of sound and entirely in terms of uh, music, it's uh, it's a great feeling. So, Dhumas, again, dumas is an example which Which I, uh, again, that has to do with, I like to get involved in film projects right away from the beginning. So the filmmaker is is a good friend of mine. And uh, I was involved in that frame right away from scripting stage. Because I'm fortunate that, you know, she's one of those filmmakers who accepts the fact that music and sound design is there in the script right away. And uh, so that's where our collaboration started. And uh, I had actually made that soundtrack before even the film shoot started. And uh, when I had read read the script and when I understood, okay, what is happening? I didn't share it with her till the shooting ended. But then when I shared it with her, I mean, so she, I mean, that was, we we didn't make any changes. She also realized that, you know, this was the pace that she was imagining with music. And this, this was the soundtrack that she was looking for. And I mean, that is also to do with collaboration and, you know, making relationships and bonds because that's really important. So, I would say that you know somehow we we were connected in that sense. And then when the composition started, then it was, uh, I mean, it was just it was just one day when I sat and okay, I said that okay I'll make make this town soundtrack. And the soundtrack is essentially I named it as asylum. And uh, then uh, I mean the film is also about. You know, a certain kind of cage and a certain kind of release, and also the form of the film. It's called Dumas, so there's a lot of haze and fog, like um, literally, uh, and and in the minds of the people who are in the film, on the characters in the who are in the film. So yeah, I mean, all those things, and one really important thing is that while you're comp- like while when we when I compose for for again again the same things come into play, and because I'm also a trained filmmaker, I don't see. When I talk about a film, I don't see uh, the different departments are detached or you know separate. I think they all come together to uh, complete the narrative experience I and mean, they come together to. So, uh, you know, separating or segregating is not, uh, I mean, the process of obviously it has to be done because it has to be done by different people. But then when they come together under a single vision is when they work or don't work. So yeah for this film I had uh, and for most of the films or even animation which I have done music for music like particularly most of the time it's ready at the scripting stage itself so that the filmmaker can use it uh to do a lot of things like pacing the film or pacing the visuals themselves and you know directing the actors and so many things happen which in which they can use it as a they can use it as a mood board they can use it as a edit cue or designing shots and all these things so yeah Dumas was one such film in which i was later on i did the sound recording and sound design and sound mixing also so i knew that you know this film is i mean she wanted me to take care of all the auditory aspects of the film so i had a lot of freedom and collaboration was the key so yeah that's how it turned out to be
0: Throughout your journey, who have been like your one of your like in, important inspirations and influences in terms of like people's works? Uh, in terms of? Uh, in terms of like filmmaking or through N I D or maybe sound, uh, all influenced you. Who like people, which people's works influenced
1: you?
2: Okay, uh, I mean there's a, there's a long list of people because I keep getting influenced and uh, actually for me, it's not even influence because I've never, um, uh, uh, like say for example, films sometimes, sometimes watching a film is, uh, for me is just getting that theater experience. Sometimes I don't even remember what the film was about, but I like spending two, three hours in a dark room with like a good sound system and a good projection system. And, uh, i'll go and watch uh, i don't know i'll go go and watch gully boy thrice in the theater i mean i don't care what people are talking about but then i like the experience of watching it so so the, again you know, the influences have a huge range um uh like you know i i really like i i'll, I'll name some i i really like the filmmakers i like uh, there's an austrian filmmaker called michael haneke then there's a German filmmaker called Werner Herzog. Um, there's an Indian filmmaker called Ritwik Ghatak, and uh, uh, but then I also like filmmakers like Spike Jones and Michel Gondry and Sofia Coppola, and uh, I I I really like Celine Siama's work. And uh, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, and and, and in terms of talking about uh, musicians. Uh, i like uh, i like musrata teri khan and uh, i like bands like foo fighters and radiohead and uh, sonic youth is is like one of my most favorite bands indian ocean is something which i really like listening to and again you know the story that's what i'm saying so everything has uh, i really like when when things come together and when all these uh, People or bands that I'm talking about, I really like the stories and uh, uh, you know the overall experience they create. And then you figure out that what they're offering as an output is just, uh, 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 you know, a summation of what the human story that they have. I really like that aspect. And and uh, so that in, that's why in that sense, most of the time, even the output doesn't matter for me like you know what what has come out what if it is a piece of music or if it is a film or if it is a book or if it is a piece of poetry when you when you go through a piece of poetry what uh, what i realize is that okay where is this coming from and that is what i try to understand and most of the time the magic is there even if it is an assumption i might not know that okay whatever i have assumed is right or right or not but that's where the magic and mystery is so when i watch a film i re- try to realize that okay where is this coming from what is the socio economic political cultural environmental background where is this coming from and what what has shaped this human to make something like this that is where the magic is in that that is where that is where, where either i can i can understand i can experience or i am not and both and both works well even if i am not able to understand something then that pushes me to a question my conditioning and my understanding and uh, you know where I have to I still have to learn uh, because yeah and that is also what I believe there's nothing there's nothing like bad music or there's nothing like bad film there's nothing like a bad piece of literature it's uh, it's either my understanding or e- either it is my limitation to understand that well that or you know that to absorb it uh, well enough or uh, even I have to comment that, okay, it's bad. Then also I have to be like, really well informed. So whether I am or not, that is, that question arises. And uh, yeah. And if, uh, again, at the end of the day, if the experience is good, then for me, it's good. So my range of influences is actually very vast. And uh, sometimes it's just about, you know, I just pick, I'll just pick up a country and start listening to their music or start, trying to know that okay, what is the cinema there and why is it how it is like so understanding those reasons became become an influence in itself uh,
0: you talked about a big project uh, that you completed in 2019 what was that big project
2: yeah it's a it was actually 2020 2020 november december and uh, so there's this uh, Finnish uh, uh, sound artist and uh, uh, her, uh, her name is anti gri um, I, I don't know if i'm pronouncing it right uh, but she's known as poem producer her stage name is poem producer one of the one of the i mean i'm one of the really influential figures in experimental music and uh, new media art also and uh, majorly known for her work in um, sound poetry and music poetry and how this entire uh, uh, you know the composition of words and music, and experimentation with the, uh, you know, with the with the structure of, uh, with the structure of musical and non-musical compositions itself, how it works, and uh, so I had started pursuing her, or you know, trying to trying to get in touch with her, and uh, I mean, even if it is as simple as for a conversation, since a very long time, like you know, when I started pursuing sound and when I got exposed to experimental sound, this was one of the first names that you know kind of popped up for me and uh, so it it i was trying to get in touch with her since 2016 but then finally in 2020 i did a it was an online residency project uh, by this organization called node forum for digital arts in uh, germany and uh, the theme was stories of extinction that we were trying to explore and uh, so then uh, poem producer was uh, the I mean the coordinator or you know the she was conducting this uh, workshop this this project. It was uh, uh, I mean the, she has this she has this platform platform called Recon, and the plan was to create something for the platform. And so the format was very simple. We had to make a one hour a one minute uh, uh, one minute long sound composition, but it had to be informed with uh, uh, research and ideas and what what basically are you trying to explore and it had to go with the overall theme of stories of extinction. And uh, so I that this, I this recon episode on migration. Migration has been a topic which I've, I've always been interested in since I was doing policymaking. And uh, what I wanted to explore through this one minute short, uh, uh, one minute short composition was the idea of migration and the hostility associated with it. And uh, the, it, 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 uh, in a way, you know, again, it got informed with uh, Two different instances where I, when i was shooting documentaries one was in the nalsarover over bird sanctuary in gujarat and where there are a lot of migratory birds which come in the winters and one was this uh, documentary we did on the Me tribe again in gujarat they are a nomadic tribe and very interesting story they have about their existence so I'd, i in my sound composition basically bring these two parallels like human and non-human worlds but both uh natural or you know, uh, belonging to the nature in, in a way, and the hostility of their migration, and uh, you know the the hardships that are associated that come along with the migration process itself, and uh, yeah, and then there was this piece of poetry which I had written, and then I collaborated with with a person for, for her voice, and then everything came together into into this episode, and then I became, uh, I mean after on that website, on that platform, Recon. I'm, I mean, after her, I was the first person to, uh, get published. And, but then, I mean, for the, the, the why I consider it as the most important project of my life is because the, I mean, I was pursuing this entire experimental music and the sound poetry form, which I really like pursuing because it's, it's an highly experimental form. And then, you know, I got, I kind of got to work with one of the pioneers in that field and, uh, get published get formally published so yeah that was an interesting you know journey that was a that was something which i really like uh, and i'm I'm glad i got associated with uh, that project finally you know after four five years we are aware
0: of the fact that you have uh, experienced Chitrakatha as a student and as a visiting uh, faculty here uh, in NIDAP. Like this time Chitrakatha is happening online, but you have experienced both side of it offline. So, uh, how would you like to you know elaborate on your experience of both the uh, sides of the world, like as a student and as someone who came here as a visiting person to Chitrakatha in NIDAP? No
2: yeah cetraga as a student was uh, i mean it, it has always been fun both as a student and some some and someone who is involved in the backend process as well as a student it was it was more about you know getting this uh, fresh burst of energy all around you like all of a sudden for these 10 15 days where there are so many people so many dif- coming from different parts of the world and uh, watching films and uh, uh, in that auditorium in NID and uh, then going and interacting with so many kind, you know, different kind of mind, getting exposed to so many different media altogether. So that was something which I really liked about Shutra Gatha when I was a student as well, because that was one of those kind of festivals, because I mean, there are a lot of events and festivals which keep happening in NID, but then this was something different. It was, it was, It was so casual and it was so raw that, you know, there was no... There were no filters, there were no barriers, I mean, in terms of interaction. If you want to take part in a certain event, just go. I mean, you just don't have to, like, there's basically no formalities. Just go work, get work done, and, uh, you know, collaborate with anyone around you and do something. So that was something which I really liked. I couldn't take part when I was a student because uh, uh, the first edition of Chitrakata happened when I was in my first year at NIT. So that time, we were stuck up in a lot of foundation work and all these things. 2015, again, it happened. But then I was in my graduation project stage. But then in 2017, when I was already an alumni, that is when I went to Shekhar and I said that uh, this time I want to be a part of Chitrakatha. So he didn't know me as such, like as a person, because we had never interacted. But then he knew that he has read my name in... uh, in various uh, animation department films, like sound design, because that's what I used to do. I used to work on animation batchmates and seniors and juniors film. So he said, okay, yeah, you come on board. And then he connected me to Francois, who is from Luzon University. And uh, that's how we did Parallels, the projection animation and live performance project in 2017, Chitra So that was a very, again, a very interesting time. I was completely involved in the back-end process both with that installation performance part as well as the other things which are happening. So that was a that was an incredible experience. Again, I got exposed to this entire medium of projection animation and you know how it is an extension of how it can be an extension of what I'm trying to do. And after that, I have been exploring that both in my workshops as well as in my personal practice. And uh, then again in 2019, uh, Thomas who came with whom I took the workshop he was also from the same university so again the experience was uh, I mean it was what it was different for all of us who have seen Chitrakatha in NID Ahmedabad but then it turned out to be like even better because it felt like you know Chitrakatha is growing further so yeah and I've already been to NID AP I know that you know the the energy and enthusiasm is something which is like which is so much Um, I mean I I was already hoping that you know because I know the students there so I was uh, I was expecting that you know to be more participants uh, participation from the student side and it happened so again those 10 days were like you know the workshop was just one part of it but then me again you know meeting so many people in so many different ways and uh, meeting students and it turned out to be again, there's an incident that happened there only the soundscape competition, the sounds, they had a competition for soundscapes. And I realized that all the entries were from my students from different colleges, like all the courses that I've taken in the past three, four years. So this all the soundscape composition entries were from my students only. So, so a lot of interesting things in that sense happened. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I I felt that, you know, it's, it's uh, I felt the growth and I felt this thing. And again, you know, I haven't experienced any, any kind of this event online. So I don't know, like, but I'm still hoping that, you know, this different form would be something which, which will add value to the entire Chitrakatha experience. Let's see. And, uh, but I yeah. think, you know, it will be. One thing which which will continue to happen will will be uh, getting a lot of perspective, getting a lot of new layers added to the to what Sita is right now. It's I am sure it is going to happen again.
0: Yeah, we we assure you that thing that the enthusiasm among the students is still the same even in the online. World. That that is something for sure. I think those are a lot of references and names for all of us to search (laughs) on world filmmakers and music producers. So yeah, I think that was a really interesting session with with you. And thank you so much for spending so much of your time with us and answering all our questions patiently and with so much enthusiasm. Thank you so much for that mama do you know set to go kai lagana snack set to go
2: hello bank
0: eluvungal readyo vada and community only on jino fm sanigal mai dorumale nal munik kelunga sariya sariya vasu pack th-